Welcome to CIO Leadership Live Canada. I'm Lee Rennick, editor of CIO.com, and I'm very excited to welcome Kin Liao, CIO at CIA Club Group of Companies. Kin, please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit of your current role. It is a pleasure to be here with you, Lee, on uh, the CIO Live. My name is Kin Liao, Chief Information Officer of CAA Club Group of Companies. And for those who don't know CAA, it's actually Canadian Automobile Association. And the CAA Club Group consists of five entities, CAA South Central Ontario, CAA Manitoba, which are membership-based organization for the roadside assistance. We also have CAA Insurance, which is an underwriting company in the property casualty uh, insurance. We also have Echelon Insurance, which is also another underwriting company in the property casualty insurance. We have the Orion Travel Medical Insurance uh, Company as well. And it's also an underwriting company. Our mission at CAA Club Group is to be obsessed with member safety. And with an IT, what we do is we enable each of the associates to be obsessed with member safety. And I have been with the organization now for close to 11 years, and we've seen tremendous growth uh, in the uh, organization. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing uh, that information. And you and I certainly talked about CIA and all the great benefits you provide to Canadians. So I'm really excited to get into that. So I really do appreciate you joining us here today, Ken. Um, we've created this series to support CIOs and senior tech leaders in their leadership and business journey. So the first question I really wanted to ask and I ask everybody is, can you tell us a little bit about your own career path and provide some insights uh, or tips on that road path? Are there any lessons learned you wanted to share? My path to the CIO has been uh, quite an interesting one. I mean, when I came to Canada, a long time ago, um, I actually was supposed to go to university and I kind of missed the date. Um, during that time, I ended up doing a whole bunch of variety of jobs, whether it's paper delivery boy, uh, cleaning buildings, being a temp, uh, bank teller, telemarketer, library assistant, photo labs, a whole bunch of things. But you know what? One of those components is you learn from each of these things. It's a building block. And uh, I went to University of Waterloo as a co-op student. Um, again, worked at uh, Bell Cellular Nortel, which is no longer around, at the Royal Bank. And I ended up staying at the Royal Bank as a communication analyst. Um, back then, the internet was just on, on its prime days. I wrote the bank's first pre-mortgage approval uh, system. I also created a prototype for the online banking and uh, you know, trying to put the bank on the internet mm. obviously had a lot of obstacles. The, uh, I had to go and educate the uh, information security team at RBC. And that's the piece that got me interested with uh, security. Um, you know, the mainframe security, very different from internet uh, security at that time. And then I left the, uh, the bank, went to uh, CS Canada. Um, to kind of build their infrastructure for their e-commerce uh, environment as well. I, again, security is is a, a paramount in there as well. Then I end up going back to uh, Moneris. Moneris is a payment processor which is formed by RBC and Bank of Montreal. You know, when I left RBC, I said, okay, one bank. Now we have two banks in, in Moneris. Um, so I learned a lot about payment processing, contact center back-end, um, the technology, learn about the business piece. 
And, you know, 10 years at, at Moneris, it was uh, coming to um, and then and then I got into CAA. Initially, I thought CAA was just uh, roadside. People say, oh, okay, you went from payment processing to roadside. Um, but actually, CAA is a lot more. As you've uh, heard at the beginning, I said, there's quite a few of entities. And, you know, at, at CAA, I ended up with changing the entire technology stack from um, the network, PCs, all the way to the application. So everything got changed um, from 2012 to 2017 and 18. And we're still going at this stage, keeping it up to date, right? And making sure it's protected. And, and uh, you know, it's a CEA also is a federation. So we have in Canada, there are eight different uh, entities. Each one of us are independent. So working together on that uh, as well has been uh, um, an eye opener, working with AAA in the US uh, as well. So you're not working with one organization, but you're working with separate organization to be as one. And uh, you know, one of the things that, you know, uh, during uh, the, my, my career, it's really about you know what, everything that you, 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 you experience is a literally is a building block. You know, I, I can relate to the fact that working in um, as, as a bank teller, right? Well, coming to a new country, I had no idea about all the currencies and all that stuff. So, you know, what is a nickel? What is a dime? So you end up picking those components up. But you're also understanding, you know, the challenges that the front line has in terms of balancing the, the, the teller, right? To till today, it still is the same thing because at CAA, we have people in a retail store and they also have to balance um, their, mm -hmm. at the end of the day. So you kind of relate to say, I understand that piece. What are the challenges? How do we make it simple, right? Because if you don't understand that piece, you say, oh, you know, why can't you just balance the stuff? It should be easy, right? You have him, you take money in and put money out. It should balance at the end of the day. I can tell you it doesn't. There's little things that happen in there, whether you call them gremlins or whatever. Mm -hmm. But things doesn't turn out to be this um, balance out 100%. So you end up understanding that piece. And from a technology standpoint, you sort of say, what can we do to actually make the life simpler so that people know how to go through 10 different things to actually get to what the end results are, right? So sharing knowledge, learning, you know, you're always constantly learning, mm. right? And the other aspect is people. We end up you, know, you you have a lot of people that you end up interacting with and you have to learn from them and share the knowledge, right? So with my, my career, initially when you started out, you used to say, okay, I have this information. I want to keep it for myself because this is powerful, right? Because people have told you knowledge is powerful. So the more knowledge you have and you keep it to yourself, the better it is. It's actually the worst thing that you can ever do because the more you learn and you keep it to yourself, you're good at that particular job. So your employer will gonna keep you at that particular job as opposed to say, hey, you know what? This person can be moved to something else, right? But when you start sharing your knowledge, people look, hey, you know what? This people is very willing to share. How about we start moving these people or this person around? So mm -hmm. the more you share your knowledge, the better it is for you from your career standpoint as well, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And you never stop learning. You know, when yeah. you're at school, you still say, the day I'm done with school, <laughs> I do not have to study anymore, right? Right. 
It doesn't work it's that way. <laughs> it's absolutely the furthest away from the truth. You know, you never stop learning till today. Yeah. Still learning. It's 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 a journey. So yeah. people look right now. If I have been asked that, would I change anything from my uh, career for what I've done? I'd say, you know what? If I would change, I probably wouldn't be who I am today, right? Yeah. So I am happy with what has happened because everything happens for a re- reason, and you just. Take the good thing and move on. Yeah. Things that didn't work, understand how it didn't work, and then apply it. Right. So that's the way to that I would look at it. Thank you for sharing that. And in my mind, as you were speaking, I was thinking one piece that you didn't talk about, but you did was innovation. So you're learning on an ongoing basis through all these different. I was also a teller back back in the day, so I understand that. So, but I think what you're talking about is also like you've been a teller, you have people who are working in your bricks and mortar buildings doing this stuff, but everything you've done along the way, you've looked at an innovative approach to solving problems, right? So I think that's, and that ties into the continuous learning for me. So I, I thank you so much for sharing that. I think this is like very, very valuable to anybody that's listening in to, to understand that, that there's always continuous learning, but you're, you've been applying innovation and trying to look at solutions throughout your career. So thank you so much for th- sharing that. Um, and when we talked last, um, we talked about, um, so we talked, now I want to shift into your CIO role because we talked last about setting the right culture and collaboration to support team building. So I want to sort of flip a bit into teams and talk about that. And you had mentioned uh, five building blocks that you use to support culture and collaboration within your teams. Can you, I found that really interesting. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so at, at CA in the IT team, what I've created is, you know, what we call the five building blocks. And it's respect, learning, collaboration, innovation, and commitment. And a little it is in that priority. So when I start with respect, you know what? If I don't respect my peers, if I don't respect, and I call them my peers, it's not people who report to me and all that stuff. People who report to me, I still call them my peers because I view all of us to be part of the team, right? If I don't respect people, if people don't respect me, nothing else matters. We can talk about any of the other building block. Well, you know what? It won't work. So you start off with the respect of each other as human beings. Once you have that, then you start looking at the next one, building block, which is learning, right? Always be open to learning. And, and I have a piece where I said the best way to actually learn is to actually share the knowledge or teach what you've learned, right? Because the more you teach, the more you actually know what you have learned is actually real, right? So learning becomes the next piece. And then collaboration as the third aspect. Collaboration has a very simple definition for it. It doesn't exist in the uh, dictionary as such, but it's really saying, make your partners, your partners look good. Because if you don't make your partners look good and you actually want to make your partners look bad, that's really competition, right? If you and I are vying for, uh, let's just say for the same job, instead of me saying, hey, you know what? Let's go to the person who's hiring us. I say, Lee is a great person. Well, they're gonna say, well, I'm gonna make hire Lee as opposed to you. But then I'm gonna say, well, Lee is lousy at this stuff. It's not good, right? So now we're competing. Now, but you know, the, the thing about collaboration is they say, Hey, Lee is actually really great. She works well. Now, if Lee says the same thing about me, you'll say, hey, you know what? Kim is actually doing this thing. So together, we actually move forward as opposed to move backwards, right? So collaboration to me really is how do we make each other look good, right? 
And then we talk, you talk about the innovation piece. My, my, my view from innovation is really, you need to find the objective. And, and the objective really, for, I'll give you an example of that is, you know, if my objective is to communicate with you, right? And if you think back as to the amount of different ways we're doing communication these days, right? It's changed. So innovation is finding different methodologies for the same objective. So when we are communicating, if it was, a, I don't know, 10,000 years ago, you know what? We'd probably be <laughs> in a different way of communicating. Like we, we, if we're really close, then we can make sound with our mouth, right? But I can still translate information to you. So we're communicating throughout the ages. The methodology of that has changed. We start having languages, different languages. We start writing in rocks. We start writing in paper. We start communicating through music, drums, signal. But the methodology changes. But the objective says the same thing, right? So, you know, and each of each time when we do that, we actually make it easier, right? Think about it. If we were stuck in the days where the communication was with a hammer and a chisel, man, it would be really hard for us to communicate. Like even having this session here, we're yeah. talking. Yeah. Right? We're still communicating. So the base, the objective of that is still the same, but the methodology has really changed. So we keep improving. It still makes it easier. I'm at home. You're you're probably also at home. So you know, that would have never happened. Mm. Right? So so that's the piece when I say innovation. So the last one is commit. And the commit is really so say when you've done all these pieces, do what you say you're gonna do. So if I say I'm gonna get this done by this date, get it done by that that day, right? Because it all starts, you respect people, you learn, you collaborate, you innovate, and then you commit. So those are the five building blocks that we have. And it's been working. So that's one thing I'd like to share about it, about that as well. Thank you. I, I appreciate you sharing that. And I love the idea of tying all of these things together and the innovation piece sort of smack dab in the sort of middle of it. Um, and then the commitment is like goes back to the communication. So if you commit to do something by a certain date or do a certain process, but then you've innovated to find out, you know, and learned to find out better ways to do it, then you incorporate that into your five learning models, right? So it's not just a static piece of like knowledge, you must do it this five ways. It, it involves so many different ways of um, working with a team and a, and a group of people. So um, thank you so much for sharing that. I really, really appreciate that. So we are going to ask question three is around communication. So you and I had a very interesting conversation last week about communication and um, among teams and the types of things you can do in your leadership role really to, to make sure everyone on the team is understanding the same thing. So we had a conversation about that. You shared an example with me. I'm hoping you might share it, but then speak of some of the ways that you ensure good communication among your teams as a leader. Yeah. So my example about the innovation piece was about communication. So you know, let's go down in, in that in that path. Yeah. So communication is actually core to to the foundation as to everything that we do, right? Because if I fail to communicate or if I fail to understand, the outcome can be disastrous. Mm. Um, I, I take the approach that everybody has a good intention. The only thing is that we end up having different perspective of it because we didn't quite understand it. So take, for example, if I were to tell you, say, Lee, you know what? I need some brownies. 
And when you hear about brownies, the first thing that came to mind is, hey, Kim wants some good brownies. I'm going to bake him some stuff. Yep. Right? So now, imagine if you're in the middle of a storm, you went out, you went through the whole thing, grocery store, buy all the stuff, baked it, and then come back to me and says, Kim, here's some brownies for you. And I look at it and says, this is not why I ask. Right. So I'm upset because in my mind, when I was talking about brownies, yeah. it's really brown letter E's that I need to stick on my poster. Right. Right. So now you're upset because you really spent the time and effort and all that stuff. It's not like you didn't do work. But for me, I did not get what I asked for. And for you, you did not get the, 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 the recognition of the work that you have given. So I'm upset. You're upset. And all that is because we fail to communicate. Mm -hmm. right? So, so the, the simplest way is always to clarify. Right? So as a person who is receiving the request, it's always good, good there's a simple question to say, so when I get you the brownies, what would it look like? Now, it may sound awkward to say, well, does the person not know? But you know what? I'd much rather sound a little bit awkward at the beginning to get my points clarified as opposed to wasting the time to actually do the work and not understanding it, right? So it's really to say, let me know what it would look like. So if you ask me, say, what would it look like? I say, you know what? It will really look good on my poster board that I'm trying to present. And you will say, hang on. Food is not going to really look good on a poster unless, unless it's a different type of poster that I'm trying <laughs> to make, right? Yeah. But it actually builds up that conversation. Yeah. Now I'm using the brownies as a, 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 a comical uh, illustration. Mm -hmm. But it happens so many times during mm -hmm. business requirements that people write the stuff down and says this, and you, you take it and you run, right? People just take the stuff and run, assume the stuff, and then they come back. Both parties are not happy, right? Many in the IT world, like, oh, well, the business said this, the business, well, you know, if you actually take time to clarify, you know what, even if it takes an hour to clarify, that hour will be worth so much more than what would have been delivered after. Mm -hmm. Right. So, uh, and that's the key piece. It's really about communication. You need to really clarify. It doesn't hurt to ask, can I just clarify that thing? Right. Like when we did clarify a little bit on yeah. our uh, yeah. discussion as well. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, no, and I like that. So, so you taking a leadership role to make sure that your team goes through that, understands that it's okay, first of all, because sometimes I think often in teams, you're like, oh, you know, I thought I heard this. Okay, I'm going to busy be and I'm going to go off and work on that. But to actually, as a leader, say, you know, we want to encourage people to clarify, right, and understand, you know, or even ask, do you understand what I'm, you know, what I'm talking about, what I'm saying, what I'm communicating? I think that's so important and you know i didn't even really think about it until you brought it up last week and we went through that little you know the shovels right the, yes. the four candles as or as four candles the two ronnies and i watched it it was hilarious but totally made sense so i appreciate you sharing that i think that will be a value valuable takeaway for anybody listening on this on this uh webinar so i appreciate that very much so I wanted to go into technology innovations. I mentioned to you, I've been a member of CAA, the roadside assistance for a long time. Like my daughters used it. We had a family membership. My daughter was stranded on the highway. She got the help she needed right away. So the safety aspect and just the communication aspect was really interesting for me. 
And I've seen it obviously from a customer standpoint, you know, I've seen how technology has evolved, but wanted to hope was hoping you could share a little bit about the technology innovation really to build innovation for customers. So I wanted to talk about that, any journeys you may have had around that, but also obviously right now the, you know, your views on how AI and, and maybe the future of large language technology will impact the business. That's a lot of questions. <laughs> However, um, I do appreciate the fact that you're a CEO member, a member, and uh, thank you for that. You know, and if, if you think back as to what the objective of the roadside assistance part of our business is, is to help members who are stranded at the side of the road because it's a safety concern, right? And so the longer if somebody is left at the side of the road, the higher the risk is for that individual. So when we look at it, so again, it's from an objective standpoint, how can we get there faster? How can we be there faster? Now, obviously, it's not feasible that we have a truck for every single person that's there because it, it it's, will not be sustainable. It's, it's, it's almost impossible. So short of that, we sort of say, how can we actually be closer to where incidents going to happen? So... Jay, Jay Wu, who's our CEO, actually had this idea in place and he started thinking about the whole process. And so we created a machine learning system that actually helps predict where the next incident is going to happen. So back into 2017, late 2017, we put that in place. And, you know, one thing about technology is if you just have the technology and people think that it's going to resolve everything, it's actually incredibly wrong. So when the technology piece about the three-legged stool, you have the tool, you have the people, you have the process, it's so critical to it, right? So we have the technology, we spend time with the, the, uh, the people to educate them and get them to understand, and then we start changing our process. Once we've done that, what ended up happening is after a year of the implementation, we, start, we saw a 10% reduction in what we call ATA, which is the actual, the average time of arrival. Mm. So it's, we reduced it by 10% as compared to the previous year. We had a 12% improvement in our net promoter score. So people are happier, right? We have an, an increase of 15% utilizations of our trucks. So we saw utilizing the trucks better as opposed to, you know, if we position our trucks where incidents will happen, they will be traveling less distance as opposed to having them being sent one place to, to another. So that's that's the thing that we, uh, we we look at. And it also moved up to the uh, number one position in the whole CA and AAA Federation in terms of the ATA. Because so again, actual time of arrival uh, in 2020. And today we continue to do this, this tool to help keep our members safe. Right, because that that piece hasn't changed. Like that still is the objective of our CEA component. How do we protect our members? How do we get there faster? Right, and then the follow-up question you had was about the uh, AI. Yeah. Now AI is, um, you know, it's it's a very interesting uh, topic because when we look at it, we sort of say, is is this uh, the uh, you know, oh my God, the robots going to take over the world? And for 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 me. AI stands for assisted intelligence, right? It's really about how do we assist and make things better, right? Uh, you know, as opposed to saying, you know what, this is going to take away your, your job, right? So AI technologies like ChatGPT, my God, if I had that stuff when I was back at school, it would have been, 
<laughs> quite um, very helpful, right? But but to me, I look at it the same way as a calculator. If you think about a calculator, you know, you people uh, in my days, I, I've been told to learn. You need to learn uh, your 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 tables, right? Know it by heart. But then when the calculator come around, you say, "Oh my God, this is really great." But the thing is, when you use, if you use the calculator and you don't understand the concept, it's terrible. Yeah. But if you use the calculator and you understand the concept, it's very helpful. Right. So I view the chat GPT in the same fashion to say, you know what, chat GPT is going to give me an answer or it's going to help me. But if I just take it face value and apply it, that's terrible. Mm. But if I understand what it's saying, it's really going to help me improve because instead of searching and looking for, for going to the library, you know, like when, when you have to write a report, I remember the days, hey, you have to go uh, make the, uh, go to the library See if the book is available. If the yeah. book is not available, make the reservations, sit around, finally get the book when I get that, and then start reading it, open the next, searching the whole thing to finally find the information. Mm. Much time have you wasted, right? Well, then you have the search engine. Now ChatGPT can actually give you the information, mm -hmm. but you still have to process it to sort of does it make sense? Mm -hmm. Now, the amount of time that you spent in the old, I call it olden days, would have been weeks. You now have done it in what five to ten minutes. Yeah, is that a bad thing? I don't think so. Right, it's a bad thing if you just cut and paste and say, "This is my answer." Right. But if you use it to learn, oh my God, it's it's it it helps you save time, and helps you keep learning faster. Right. So that's the way I, I would look at the AI technology in terms of what are the things that you need to do. And how can you help? Because there's so much information uh, available, but you need to make sense of it, right? It's exactly the same thing as the calculator, right? It's great to have a calculator, but if you don't understand the concept behind it, it's terrible. Yeah, well, I appreciate your reflections on that because it, as I spoke to another CIO, he said to me, you know, we're at an inflection point right now around how we'll implement this. So I think a lot of people now are, t are looking to the approaches that you're taking, which is understand it, understand how it can help you improve, but don't take this as, you know, just that the only way of approaching a problem. So uh, I appreciate that. Okay, we're in our last question here. I added this one on because I, I, I want to ask, ask you about this. So it's a sort of, a, I call it a lightning round, a quick fire whatever question um it's like one answer so the last question for you is what is the future of it future is it is terribly bright uh, i think the piece i look at is quantum computing ai as in assisted intelligence on top of that you have to have the data and you need to have the security around it right but quantum computing and ai is you know when i look at it quantum computing is going to assist ai uh, and it's going to make cybersecurity better and even worse because, you know, the faster you protect, the faster it is to break mm. as well. So future of IT is bright and uh, you know, we really need to have the assisted intelligence to actually help uh, things in uh, IT. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for joining me today, Ken. Um, if you're interested in viewing this video or others to support the senior tech leader in their journey, we'll include this interview and a link at cio.com front slash CA. Thanks again, Ken. Thank you for having me, Ali, today. It's been a pleasure.